We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. And we are live. Welcome to the RG DFS Tournament Takes podcast presented by Yahoo, week nine edition. I am your host, Chris Kirkwood. Screen name Kirk D's here with my boy, the million dollar winner, uh, head honcho over at Occupy Fantasy, um, at Brian Jester FF. But Brian Jester is back with us again. Um, how's it going, my man? Ready for uh, week nine? What's up, Chris? Yeah, man, we're almost at the halfway point. It's kind of crazy. It seems like we, we just started doing this podcast together, but. Uh... Yeah, season's flying by. I'm excited to keep it going. Yep. Uh, some mistakes were made. Some plays worked out last week. I basically had a break-even week. I know we were talking before show that you had like a break-even week on Yahoo as well. A yep. um, little rough on the DK streets. And it's been a weird football season in general. But um, I, I know uh, big week is coming. I thought I was having a big week last week. I switched to Brandon Cooks. I got the beautiful Brandon Cooks uh, – touchdown garbage time where uh you know once once the rams backups were in it was smooth sailing from there um <laughs> it was a three-quarter sweat to get there um but uh you know that I, that was my big decision i made one big pivot because i had a great lineup but i was telling you that i felt really confident with but it had ridley and it had aj brown which would have worked out nice but then all the last minute shuffling um because of that uh the bomb that dropped at like noon when uh, ridley was going to be out left me uh, scurrying, but um, I ended up making just one pivot, which is one I always do, and I'm usually alone on that island, is I always looking to pay down at D, right? And and uh, I went really far down this week. I went uh, I went with the Jags, hoping, you know, just because Geno Smith has just looked so atrocious. You know, I was a little worried about it, but I was like, I knew the chalk would be the 49ers. I thought some people would play the Rams, but I didn't want to pay up for the Rams those people did well who did pay up for the Rams because that they ended up actually going with the, uh, the AJ Brown lineup. That was the build. Um, I think they uh, sacrificed Cooper cup doing that, but I don't remember specifically, but anyways, um, it's funny. It's I, funny. You played the Jags D and we, we, we like mentioned for like a split second last week that Gino was one of the best values. And we both just like looked at each other and we're like, no, we're not going to say that. We can't play Gino. Yeah, can't, can't, can't do it. Um, but, uh, and so, and then the whole reason I did that was because I wanted Brandon Cooks over Jacoby Myers. I just didn't think Jacoby Myers had a ceiling. I know that Cooks is a little rough, but like, just like I, I mentioned every week, his target share, the, the amount of targets, it's like I wanted some correlation with Cooper Cup. Um, so I went that route and uh, it, it paid off. But uh, ultimately, those, uh, the AJ Brown lineups got me. Well, good news. Um, good news. You didn't play Jacoby Myers last week. Still the same price this week if you want to play him again. So. I, I, I know. 
um, he did did have the two point conversion, and that's that's what cost me uh, that two point conversion that he got is when they just actually Close. that's that was the final nail in the coffin. I mean, it really it, I needed a really low game from him, but uh, uh, they they all passed me with that two point conversion. He did get in the end zone though. But anyways, um, this slate to me is, I I don't, it's the theme now at these last couple of weeks. I don't feel really comfortable with anything yet at this point. Um, I do like the the QB plays. The big decision we were going to come into here was whether we were going to pay down with Taysom, right? Like, uh, you know, because it enables you to get a lot in your lineups or uh, go at the top end with like some of the, the better plays that we'll, we'll speak to in a second. So now that Taysom Hill is not going to be the starting, Semyon's going to be starting that kind of knocks that out. Um, there are some other plays there, but uh, running backs, um, I don't have any clear cut. I guess there's, we'll get into, um, there, there are some good plays. I just don't really feel great about any of them. And then there's like, there isn't that much from the cheap end on wide receivers, which we usually can count on. And yes, we do have Jacoby Myers, like you said, if we want to keep going that way and we'll get into that. But um, I find myself wanting to pay more for wide receivers. I don't feel so great at running back and I want to pay up at quarterback. I mean, that, that's kind of how it looks. Yeah. I'm on the same page, right? Normally we're able to identify, you know, just very clear values at every position. And none of them stand out that much, especially at running back and wide receiver. No clear mispricings. There's some guys that are they're underpriced, but nothing like we normally see. So I agree with that assessment. And I think this make, it makes that it makes this week a little bit tougher than usual. Yep. So um, we got 11 games, uh, two games this week with a 50-point total, and it's right on 50 points for each of them. It's the Vikings at the Ravens. Uh, Ravens are minus six with a 50-point total. And then we've got the Chargers traveling to Philly. Uh, Chargers are minus one and a half with a 50 point total. Uh, We do have uh, two different teams with the highest team totals. So the bills are checking in with the highest uh, team total by two points at 31 point team total. They are 14 and a half point favorites. They do get that Jags D that I watched every single play of last week. And they were just abominable, um, atrocious. Um, And the thing about that's good there is that we know that the bills are just going to keep throwing the ball, right? It doesn't seem like they're going to lean on running even when it gets out of hand. Um, it seems like Josh Allen is going to continue to throw. So that's kind of what we want. So so normally I would be a little bit concerned about um, blowout, and and I am a little bit in, in general anyways, but less so with uh, Josh Allen uh, at the helm in the Bills offense. Then there's the Chiefs, which was going to be a, a great uh, Mahomes versus Aaron Rodgers battle, but Aaron Rodgers got the Rona. Um, even though he was immunized, as he uh, likes to say, uh, everywhere. But uh, anyway, so now we've got uh, Jordan Love, right? Yeah, we got the Jordan Love show, which uh, he, he's minimum price, right? So there's our, our taste and pivot if we want to go that low. Yeah, that's if, if, big if. Um, but, and, and man, the Chiefs just don't look good anymore. Um, what are your th- real quick, what are, what are your thoughts on, on what's going on with them? Because, right, like some of the advanced stats show that their offense is still elite, but just watching them, everything yeah. feels so difficult. Correct. And Mahomes is just making bonehead plays. Like that play where he jumped and then whipped the ball 100 miles per hour off the helmet of McKinnon that yeah. ended up being a, a – like, so that's funny. Like every week we're like, oh, so many turnovers. Well, they're going to correct that. There's so many – and like – it's it's like he outdoes himself every single week. It's so I I don't quite get that. I I I I think it's overblown. I think he's still Mahomes. I think people have figured out a little bit, you know, how to not allow them to get the deep ball, and uh, I don't think they've adjusted well enough. But hopefully, I think that the adjustment's coming. Um, I mean, they still have two ridiculous offensive weapons. They they could have a good run game if they wanted to lean on that. And Mahomes just needs to tighten it up. Right. Yep. Yeah. I think, I think, so. I mean, I, I don't, I'm not a, a tape grinder, but I watch all yeah. the games and you, you read people on, on Twitter who know about football and you know, a lot of it's a lack of patience from Mahomes, and you got to think someone as good as him corrects it shortly, but it's just, it's painful when you're stacking those games to see, see these outcomes. Yeah. I and mean, Kelsey's been non-existent and then people are saying the age model is undefeated and all that. I don't buy that. I mean, like seven games, right? Yeah. yeah, It's ridiculous. So I think they'll have a big, I mean, it, they get, if they don't this week, 
if they don't look right this week, then we've got some some problems to discuss. Because um, if they lose to Jordan Love, that would be uh, kind of crazy. But um, the okay, so for the two high paced games, there's a couple of them actually up and paced. The uh, I always look like I said at the blitz most plays. Uh, Chargers Eagles are projecting for the most plays um, by a nice little margin there over the next uh, highest, which would be the Raiders Giants. And um, another one is uh, Arizona 49ers. But Arizona, that game is who knows what's going to happen because uh, Kyler Murray is not, you know, hasn't practiced all week. Um, and it's looking, the line like you referred to is moving in the San Fran direction. And there's, it's up in the air whether he's going to play. And um, I probably leaning towards him being out at this point. And then they also have uh, Hopkins is also not looking so so good to play. And then A.J. Green, uh, COVID. So they, they, that's going to be an interesting offense to discuss um, in that game. So that, that makes that game a little bit less sexy, um, you know, without those weapons there. But those are the uh, the three games, and uh, that's also in the Thorman uh, Up and Pace article over at Establish the Run. I always kind of cross check those, um, but those are the those are the three games. Then uh, got a bunch of ways to go, but that that's kind of the overview of the slate, right? And again, not that exciting, right? It's normally yeah. at least in previous years, maybe earlier in the year, we could identify amazing game scenarios, but like. I mean, the Raiders and Giants, right? And then last week we were talking about the Panthers and Falcons. Like, it's getting rough out here with uh, picking the right game stacks. Um, but, you know, with the research, we'll get it done, and uh, I'm sure we'll find some some gems here. Yep, yep. All right, let's uh, start it over at quarterback. But before we do that, let's take care of a little bit of housekeeping. Uh, if you aren't playing at Yahoo, you should be playing at Yahoo. If you're listening to this pod, you probably already are playing at Yahoo. But anyways – um, they offered a lot of new things this year with new single game slates on Monday, Thursday, Sunday night football games. Um, those have been pretty fun, although it's the, the FanDuel scoring. Um, you know, it's it's uh, it's not the, the the captain price doesn't change if, if you whoever you take. So you just got to pick the captain. But uh, I like max entering those. I've been max entering every one. I find it pretty fun to play, actually. Um, also, they have a new NFL live final this year, which. Sorry to say I have not qualified for that. Um, I was actually hoping that they would be doing like satellites and things like that, but right. they're not. But it, it you got to get like first in the, the, the baller, and I haven't had a baller sweat. Speaking of the baller, it's the best contest in the industry. $1 million baller. It's a $20 entry fee. There is massive overlay. They have been putting in the pot $200,000 uh, on a weekly basis. So there's two hundred thousand dollars of yahoo guaranteed overlay there is no management fee there's actually a negative 25 percent management fee which is just insane um everybody's coming over there and playing their new names uh familiar names that are new to yahoo i'm seeing on a weekly basis i'm recognizing a lot of new players over there um but anyways if you haven't signed up yet sign up use code grinders 25 for a free 25 dollars bonus on your first deposit and uh then go over to Occupy Fantasy and check out his review each week of the the bankroll builder uh, contest or the bankroll builder uh, content that he's been putting out, and you'll get a good feel on how to play over at Yahoo. Um, all right, QB, we're going to start with the the top values, uh, hit main preferred plays. That's kind of how we do it. Um, give some stack ideas along the way. Um, okay, so for top values, originally my top value was going to be Taysom Hill. Um, going to cross off all of that, and I'm going to say the only – I'll, I'll leave uh, Jordan Love for you. Thank you. But um, the, the the guy that I could consider, I think, at this in kind of the lower range, I'm looking at Daniel Jones. Um, I kind of mention him every week because he was doing well in the – uh, PFF uh, graded quarterbacks, and uh, also you get that rushing upside with him. Now he it does have a decent matchup against the Raiders. The man rugs. What a what an unfortunate situation that was. Just absolutely crazy. Just blows my mind. Um, anyways, though, but so this this team has had had a crazy amount of stuff they're going through, right? Like uh, with the, with Gruden and being gone and the new coach. And then now this rug situation is just terrible, but anyways, they're going to play football. They've got to play football. They're going to giant stadium. They're 19th in DVOA versus the pass. They, um, 
there is rushing upside. Um, the Raiders do give up the six most QB rushing yards. Uh, the problem is that Daniel Jones hasn't been rushing much lately. Um, only 53 rushing yards over his last four games. I don't know if that's uh, because of the concussion that he suffered. They're trying to keep it a little, a little bit safer. But um, overall, typically, Daniel Jones, we want that rushing upside from him. We think we're going to get it. So I think we can be a little bit more optimistic. And, you know, it's probably just a blip on the radar and he will need to run. But, um, I mean, it is a concern. Um, the other thing is, uh, you know, Tony looks like he should be on track to play. They are missing a bunch of weapons. I read some reports that maybe Galladay would, would be back, but I don't think that's going to happen. But I don't quite know for sure. But, um, you know, there, there's a lack of weapons, but this game could could be pretty good. So that would be the guy there. Um, I didn't I didn't list any others. So take it away with uh, – God. Some other values. Leave, yeah, so, the, uh, so, <laughs> leave me all the good ones, right? So Daniel Jones, he, I, I had him as my top one, the, the one I felt the best about. And three other names I listed just for like, from, from like a pure projections value standpoint. Uh, Tua uh, against the, the Texans, I think, uh, you know, obviously it's a good matchup. And not the rushing upside we want, but again, a great matchup and a high team total at that price, $26. But he's capable of that rushing upside. Sure. Hasn't sure. flashed it yet, but in, in their offensive line is a problem. But like there is there is reasons to be potentially optimistic, but at least you know that he can run, you know. Absolutely. And then the next guy, Jimmy G, who we never would say has rushing upside. He's only twenty dollars and he rushed for two touchdowns last week. No idea what that was about. Don't think we'll ever see that again. But again, if if especially if Kyler plays and this game becomes a little bit more of a shootout, I like Jimmy G at twenty bucks. And then I, I guess the one I like the most is Jordan Love, who's also twenty dollars. Played pretty well in the preseason. Uh, not going to run too much. Can can get it done with his legs some, more of a, a passer. But 20 bucks, and if we expect that game, it opened at 56. It's down down to 48. It hasn't moved much since the Aaron Rodgers news. So 48 points for a total is not bad, and we know what the Chiefs defense is incapable of doing. So I think if I chose to pay down, I would go with the unknown at Jordan Love. But, Chris, I don't know if, that's, if I have the confidence to do that in my main lineup. It's just scary, right? You said it, the unknown of Jordan Love. Like that's the that that's what it is, the unknown. He hasn't played like a meaningful NFL snap like yet. Yeah. Um, and uh, now he's facing a Chiefs team that, you know, yes, their defense has been bad, but they need a win here. They need to correct things. They're going to be laser focused on this game. It's probably um, they're probably going to be sending pressure at him, coming coming at him hard. And so we'll see how, how it turns out. I don't. I don't think I could do it. I get it on like DraftKings where it's he's so cheap and it just really uh, helps the uh, overall lineup construction. I just don't see the. It, I just feel much better with Daniel Jones as as gross as that sounds in general because you know you're playing you're playing with fire with Daniel Jones, but they're they're at home, um, and uh, I can get rushing rushing upside, and uh, I just feel feel a little bit better and I would feel better with Tua as well. I mean, it's against the Texans. I would play head chopper at quarterback against the Texans, you know, if, if he was available. Um, uh, yeah, there's nothing else. I, I don't see any, there's nothing else I really want to even discuss from there. Like you, you hit Jimmy G. I think it's worth it, especially, I, I, I mean, I, I expect the, especially with what, what Arizona is going to end up doing. They're so decimated, but um Jimmy G's price is just so cheap that at least you you know what you're getting with him. And yeah, it was crazy to see him get in, in the end zone from a rushing standpoint last week. And uh, I, I guess I, I would take him over love probably at this point, but I don't feel good either way. No. Um, so, so, so who, who's the main line of guys that you're looking at? I know your boy, John. I mean, there's, 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 there's two. I mean, it's, it's the same ones pretty much every yep. week. So it's, it's Lamar because he's 36 as opposed to 40. Um, the, he gets a, the Vikings game. This, this game should be pretty good. I think, um, should be competitive Vikings 20th DVOA versus the run. Um, Vikings D is injured. They're, they're losing a, a Daniel Hunter, which is a, a big edge guy plus, uh, their cornerback and Patrick Peterson. So, um, from there, Lamar's passing options are the health healthiest they've ever been. Um, so you've got a healthy Hollywood Brown, you got a healthy Mark Andrews, you got a, Watkins coming back and you got Rashad Bateman finally in the mix now. Right. So he's got all of his weapons. Um, you've got, get the rushing upside 88 rushing yards last week. Didn't 
the, the problem with uh, his stats this season is that he just doesn't have the rushing touchdowns. Um, but, you know, I think they'll, they're, they'll be coming. Um, so, and the, and the Ravens defense also is not the, the Ravens defense that we're usually used to, right? They're, they're 24th in DVOA overall, which sets up their games to, to, for more back and forth scoring, which is obviously what we like. He's averaging five more pass attempts this season than, than he ever has. He's, uh, also rushing the ball with more rushing attempts than he had last season. You know, if we're comparing back the same time point. And so um, all systems point to go for me with Lamar. Um, the other one, Josh Allen, this is like, I think like you're just going to look back at this week and you're going to say, well, what did we have? Well, we had the Bills offense with Josh Allen playing the Jags. And it was like, how easy was that, right? Like this is a team that's like, we'll just keep throwing and keep chucking, doesn't use their run game enough. And uh, just Josh Allen, you know, does run the ball and does have that rushing upside, rushing touchdown equity. Um, I think it's a good spot for them to get digs some, uh, some gaudy yards. Cause he's been, you know, having a down year. And uh, this, is, this is, they have no one that could stop digs uh, on the Jags D they, they can't really stop anything. So that's what I was saying. We'll look back and we'll be like, Josh Allen was so easy when he's just running up the score all game in this game. Uh, I wouldn't, I don't know. I don't even know if I would have a bring back on the Jag side. Um, no. uh, so that, that kind of lowers the, the overall stack upside, but I, I don't think you need to on Yahoo, to be honest. Um, but uh, if you do have some, let me know, but th- those are my two guys. And I'm sure that's, those are the two you had as well. Yeah, exactly. And I'm, I'm like, I will, I will go to the, the grave. It's game stacking and bringing it back, but I'm actually considering this week, not bringing back a Jaguar just because of that game and just, and just two or three Oh stacking Josh Allen and the bills players, right. Just because of the matchup and what we see. And I don't trust anybody on that offense and James Robinson's banged up and their leading receivers freaking Jamal Agnew. So like, I don't know, I'm, I'm okay with not bringing anybody back. And then, so Lamar and Allen are the two main guys. You have to make that decision. You do save the $4 with Lamar. The where it gets interesting is for tournaments for me because we talked about that that Ravens Vikings game having one of the highest totals. So we play the other side with Cousins in that game if that game shoots out. Uh, Justin Herbert in the Eagles uh, game, uh, high pace game. So both Hertz and, and and Herbert are in play. If you like, if you think Jordan Love can compete, you gotta you gotta play Mahomes in, in tournaments this week. And then the last game you mentioned Daniel Jones already, but the other side, uh, Derek Carr. Those are probably my favorite tournament options uh, in addition to the guys we've already talked about. Yeah, and I could add maybe Joe Burrow in there because it'll be ext- – I mean, it just seems like Bengals games just shoot out. Like, that's just what's going to happen. That's an auto add for you every week. I don't even know if we have to say yeah. it anymore because every time yeah. we finish, you're like, oh, yeah, we need to add Joe Burrow. So I think we can always yeah. add that in. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I think that's pretty much quarterback this week. Um, I, I like the Kirk Cousins call. Uh, you know, you, you – Justin Jefferson's a beast. Thielen's a beast. It's like you can double stack that. You can single stack that. You can. There's good bringbacks. Um, you know. So and it, you know, bringing bringing it back is is definitely going to be a little bit more unique this week with bringing it back with the Ravens as opposed to pairing it up with Lamar. I mean, everyone there's going to be Lamar is going to eat so much ownership that that's just a, a natural way to go. So I like that a lot. Um, yeah, I, I don't. I don't really have much else. I mean, could Baker Mayfield come out of the woodwork and actually do something for once? If you want to try it, go for it. I, I, I won't be. <laughs> 22 bucks. But I think that that's quarterback. I think that gives us enough uh, tournament builds. I do like that Herbert call as well. I think that's a good paced game. Um, you can eat. I mean, Eckler's going to be really popular. You can even play them together. Um, I, I would probably – I'll probably put like a um, a rule where I'll drop uh, Eckler down a little bit in some of the percentage uh, by probably about ten percent, and uh, just to try to get less of them combined, you know, without throwing them out. But uh, you know, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, it's you know, even the the tight end option, uh, Cook is could be in play as well. But I, I like that. Um, Jay, we didn't mention Jalen Hurts. Yeah. So Jay, I mean. And we mentioned this last week, and I mentioned uh, that, you know, he's been saving himself in the fourth quarter of all these games and that a floor game was going to come at some point. 
Of course, it's against the worst team in the league, the Lions. They just didn't have to pass the ball. Um, so that's always in the back of your mind now that that's, that's a, a, a potential possibility for Hurts. But against the Chargers, I know it's a, obviously a much tougher defense, but they should have to pass the ball a lot more this week. Yeah, the only worry there is that it seems like the, the Chargers just allow teams to run, run, run. Right. Right. Um, and then so maybe Boston Scott gets fed, but yeah, that floor came crashing hard. Um, and it's crazy too, right? Like they won 44 to six. So you yes. would have, like, if you knew that you would have thought he had a, at least like a really solid first half or something. Right. But it was just the, just the awful run out with hurts. Yep. All right. Let's, uh, let's move it on over to wide receiver, um, to, uh, complete our stacks here. Top values. This is again, I don't really feel good about many top values. I wrote down two. Um, I'm not sure if, if they'll, you're going to like one of them or not. Uh, I'll just lead off with that Jarvis Landry. Uh, I mean, it's really not a lot here. It's he's a little bit banged up with his knee issue, but he is back. He is their de facto number one wide receiver, especially with Odell gone, uh, you know, being released today. Um, so since he, like I said, they just, it just seems like their games just shoot out and, and it just, it's a matter of fact, just going to happen every week. They're 20th in DVP to the wide receiver. Um, that's all I got, but Jarvis Landry is at least a capable wide receiver that I know, um, you know, is on the same page with his QB. And so, uh, I can get behind that. The other guys, I'm, I'll go bit right back to Brandon Cooks. And my reasoning there is, well, you do get the upgrade this week with Tyrod. You do get um, a softer matchup. I mean, the Rams are just a brutal matchup. Miami is just a much softer matchup for him. And then you start looking at, like, all the advanced stats for wide receivers, and you see that he's fourth in target share, 30%. He's seventh in targets. He's fourth in receptions, 51 receptions on the year. He's 10th in receiving yards. Um, and you know, he's doing this with no quarterback. And so, um, it gets a little bit of an upgrade with Tyrod. Miami has been playing terrible defense against the pass. They're 26 in DVOA versus the path pass. They're 30th in DVP to wide receivers. Their secondary is getting healthier. Xavier and Howard is getting healthier, but they still giving it up. Um, oh, and then I listed one more, uh, Hunter Renfro, and that's just as simple as rugs is gone. Um, can usually count on like a five reception floor for this guy. Giants give up a ton in the slot. So that's, that's, that's what I was thinking for like, and I didn't, I didn't put down for guy. I didn't put down any of the lower range. Maybe you got a couple of guys there, like for like the 10 to $12 range or something. Right. So, so Landry cooks, um, Renfro, those, those mid range guys that are too cheap that actually, have decent outlooks compared to some of the cheaper guys that just project well from a projection standpoint that you don't feel great about putting into your lineup. You mentioned cooks and obviously I love the cooks play. I wanted to get your opinion. How crazy is it to stack that game, right? We already mentioned Tua as a value, obviously Brandon cooks. Um, we might mention Gaskin in the running back section, but that's a rough game, but how do you feel about stacking that game? I like it. I, I mean, I, I just think it's, it's, there's just more opportunity now. Uh, I mean, Tyrod should help this offense a little bit. They got going at least in the final quarter against the Rams. Maybe they pull a little of that momentum. Miami side, I certainly do like. You liked Tua. Um, I can get behind that. They're without Devontae um, Parker again this week. So uh, Waddle is certainly uh, is probably going to be popping and is definitely a good wide receiver play. I probably should have wrote him down. I didn't, but I should have. Um, and uh, it's – I mean, I don't know how much – if you want to get a little bit crazy and go, are you thinking about like using a running back or are you thinking of besides Gaskin or I'm talking about like the Houston side, or are you oh, God, thinking no. about talking to anybody, anybody else? It's just cooks, right? I think, yeah. I mean, I was looking this morning. I was like, who else would I even stack from this offense? I don't think it's anybody else. It would just be Tyrod and cook. So um, yeah, I think that would be it from that side, but going back to the receivers. So, right. Like the projections, cheap value guys are Jamal Agnew, men price, Miko Hardman, $11. Jacoby Myers, his his weekly segment in this section, he's 13 bucks once again. I don't feel fantastic about any of those guys. I guess you can include Devonta Smith, right? Obviously a tough matchup against uh, the Chargers corners, but if we like that game environment, I, eventually he's going to score a touchdown since week one. So, But to me, the guys I, I highlighted were this, and I guess they're technically values, and maybe there's a transition to our main preferred plays. And these are the guys I always like to target on Yahoo. They're a little bit underpriced. They're in that $20 range. 
but they yeah. should be more expensive. For me, it's Marquise Brown, Justin Jefferson, Stephon Diggs. Yep. Um, I, I'm with you on those. I did. I wrote down, you know, my, I, you know, I feel a little bit better about the, the higher range. I, I feel like Tyreek Hill is going to have a massive game. So I wrote him down. Um, but, you know, that's, there's nothing really to even say there. Um, what he had 18 targets last week versus the Giants. He didn't have the, the long plays, like, so they've been taking those away. Um, but still, 18 targets, explosive speed. Uh, um, Packers know Jair, Jair Alexander. Um, you know, he's seventh in target share. I mean, he's he's always up there. He's fifth in receiving yards, sixth in TDs. He's had a not a great season, and he's right up there in like top five, six in like every category. And he's so, the guy uh, that if he goes off and you don't have him, your week's done. Yeah. But with yeah, the way he, his ceiling is, he he can break a slate. Yep, no doubt about it. And I just and Diggs has been terrible. Has been very. I wouldn't say terrible. Has been disappointing uh, this season. But I, I think this is like I did. This is just me thinking that this, they're just going to make this a get right spot for Diggs, and you're going to see multiple touchdowns with Diggs because it's going to be too easy. For them, and they're just going to pad their stats this week. Maybe I'm wrong, but that's just, I just have that inkling. Um, yeah, I'm with you on um, that range. I mean, that's always a sweet spot. And like, yeah, like last week it would have been with Ridley when he was just too cheap. To, we saw AJ Brown was like 24. Like when you can get Justin Jefferson, a guy who's got, you know, 30, 35 fantasy point upside, you know, I mean, yeah, things, it's got to break right for him. To, to get there, but he has that in his range of outcomes. Um, that's like that sweet spot there. You get that big upside. Uh, other guys in that range, who else did you mention? Um, uh, did you say uh, Marquise Brown? Yeah, Marquise Brown, obvious pairing with uh, Lamar. Um, and, you know, maybe he gets played a little bit less because people, people kind of say, oh, there's too many wide receivers now or things like that. Um, I'll just take Lamar. Or I'll just pair him with Andrews. You know, he just people don't want to spend twenty three bucks typically on Mark. They're used, so used to him being like seventeen dollars over on Yahoo. Um, so I, I can get that. Yeah, there's like Cortland Sutton is someone that kind of stands out to me because he's going to be he, yeah he's going to be low owned because of the Jerry Judy being back and he didn't have such a great game in their first game with Judy back. But I mean, he's still the alpha wide receiver one on this team. It's a game with Dallas that could end up being a, a bunch of points scored in that one. So I like that um, feeling of course, 26. So it's, you know, Jefferson Thielen. to me, they're, they're similar. It doesn't really matter which one you play. You just got to, unless you, you have a, I know you wrote, you said Jefferson, but um, you'll be playing some feeling for sure as well. Right. Yeah, absolutely. You have to, if we like that game environment as much as we do, yeah, you have to play Thielen as well, especially since he just always scores touchdowns. Um man and i don't really see much else i don't i mean i don't want to pay for Devonte adams without aaron Rodgers. i don't really want to pay for debo samuel although debo samuel is like legit the number one wide receiver this season i know um and it's just crazy um but you know and he's 31 dollars. i don't really want to pay that but um probably should at least mention him here like i did what are your thoughts with him yeah, so, so we talked about those mid-range guys, and we always see a little bit lowered ownership on non-Cooper Cup studs. Debo fits the mold this week. Uh, Jamar Chase, Devontae Adams, especially if Jordan Love is, uh, with Jordan Love. I don't think a lot of people are going to be uh, you know, willing to play him. So those three in particular stand out as guys who have massive ceilings, have shown massive ceilings, but won't be as highly owned this week just because of those other guys we've already mentioned. And if you the, the pairing of Debo and Jimmy G is oh man now we're talking <laughs> is fifty one dollars right so yeah. it's like you're it's like you're getting him at twenty five and, and you're paying twenty five for Garoppolo which if Jimmy G was twenty five bucks we would and and they lowered the the Samuel we would probably be playing that um, just the same as well so um, yeah that's that's a good pairing Keenan Allen I always like um, T Higgins seems kind of cheap. You know, but then Tyler Boyd is super cheap. So I don't know. Tough. That's all I got. Yeah. Um, who else? Oh, I have DJ Moore written down. If I think PJ Walker is starting for, for Carolina this week as a Friday. So maybe he can get the ball into the hands of Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore more than Darnold has the last couple of weeks. Um, and then Kadarius Tony, if you like the Daniel Jones play, you can play him as well. Yeah, Tony for sure. And Slayton. No one will play Slayton. Let me check his price. No, definitely not. 
He's 13 bucks. Yeah, I, I'll play Slayton. Yeah, especially with Shepard out. So yeah, I like that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you're he's the big the big play threat. Like you're just you're just hoping for a, a, a bomb to Slayton. He's 13 bucks. You get a bomb from Slayton, you are chilling on the yes. slate. Um, all right, let's move over to running back where I don't feel so great this week. Um, I mean, we do have really solid plays. We got different ranges. The top values, at least like from the cheaper side of things that I was looking at. I wrote uh, Daryl Williams down 14 bucks. You're getting the chiefs offense. Maybe they run a little more with uh, because Mahomes has been so erratic. That's wishful thinking, I think. And then there's, there's obviously you know, everyone is going to be talking about Gore, um, how annoying he was and took, took a, a bunch of, uh, you know, he looked good by the way. He did look good. And he, he, but you know, Williams still had 64% of the snaps. Right. Um, and, you know, I think it, he Gore was just on the field at the right time when they were moving. And, yes, he did look good. I'm not sure how much they increase it. I, I, I don't know. But uh, I know that at least you're you're probably getting the Daryl Williams for 14 bucks, who's the number one running back who is involved in the passing game. He did have 61 receptions for 61 yards. If he just got in the end zone last week, he would have had a, a really nice game. He didn't, and that's always a concern. They have a lot of different ways to get in the end zone. But uh, 14 bucks, uh, I can take a shot. I'm on board with Vontae Booker now. Um, I just didn't like him in, like, really super tough matchups. The Raiders are a pretty good matchup, uh, 23rd DVP to running backs. It's really just all about workload with this guy, 93% of the snaps. He actually has looked pretty good, um, 20 touches last week versus KC. So those are kind of the two cheap guys I got. And then uh, I'll throw it over to you. Yeah, that's when you know it's a rough week, right? Well, we're, we're mentioning Devontae Booker, who you, you've you basically sworn off until this week. And yeah. and, and Daryl Williams at 14 bucks. Yeah, that's that's uh, those are the two values, I guess. And then if you're looking at underpriced guys, uh, Cordero Patterson, again, uh, we saw a floor game from that offense last week, but his usage is still outstanding. Miles Gaskin, still no Malcolm Brown, so we get uh, a, a nice running back with pass game usage against the Texans. Uh, Eli Mitchell, uh, he his price barely increased. He's twenty one bucks now, and uh, a pretty good matchup against the Cardinals. If Jeff Wilson's back, maybe that complicates things some, but I can't imagine him getting a huge workload uh, after being out for so long. And then uh, your boy Joe Mixon, I think, is too cheap as well this week. He's always always in play. Um, yep. I'm there with those guys. Uh, I wrote down for, and I still had them in my value section. I had Josh Jacobs down, right? So Mm, 20 bucks, which is that kind of like that sweet spot range on, on Yahoo. Um, And, you know, this is, uh, he's did go down with the, the phantom chest injury in that last game after he got in the end zone in the first half. Um, But he's not on the injury report anymore. They're coming off of a buy. Uh, it's a good matchup. New York Giants, 21st in DVOA versus the run, 21st uh, DVP versus RBs. They've given up north of 4.5 yards per carry allowed, five TDs uh, in five games for Jacobs. This is a guy who gets in the end zone when given the opportunity. Um, you know, this could be a game where they lean on him, um, especially with rugs being out and uh, all the stuff that's been going on. It's just easier to you know, lean on a, on a solid running back. Yes. There's, there's Drake and there's, there's other potential issues here, but, and he, you know, is sort of fragile. You know, he has, it seems like he's just always playing with some sort of injury, but um, I definitely like him a lot this week. I love your miles Gaskin play. Like I said, this is against Houston. I'll play head chopper at quarterback or running back against Houston, (laughs) Um, but Houston 31st DVOA versus the run. Uh, 24th DVP versus RB. It's you just you feed running backs versus Houston. Um, there's no more Malcolm Brown. It 15 touches versus Buffalo, 58% of the snaps. Um, probably will get a little bit more this week. Um, and Houston is a ridiculous 5.24 yards per carry allowed on this season. So uh, I'm on board there. I think he gets in the end zone. Um, and then the the then you know I'm looking at the the higher price and this this was I was kind of debating because I was interested in playing Taysom and I was like what does that get you? Um, well, it would it would get you Austin Eckler at thirty bucks, which is 
a little bit scary. I think he's the, probably the top running back play. Um, I don't know. I also, the next guy I think might be getting overlooked too, that I'll say in a second, but I mean, it's a guy who's electric can get it done in the pass or on the ground. Um, 17 touches last week, seven most they've allowed, uh, Phillies allowed the seven most receiving yards allowed to running backs. Um, they are 22nd in DVOA versus the run. They've looked bad 29th in DVP versus running backs. Running backs have been eating them up this entire season. Um, Eckler just looks like a, a really solid play with um, upside, you know, that from the passing game and the ground game. But uh, I think Dalvin Cook is going to go overlooked. Um, 30 bucks is now is when really starting to get tempting. Um, you know, so it's a tougher matchup. You, you know, Baltimore is not atrocious versus the run, but they're not, their defense has been pretty bad overall on this season. They've allowed nine rushing TDs. Uh, Cook is, you know, had cut a couple of, Back-to-back kind of, you know, he did have a decent game against Carolina, which was a tough matchup in week six, um, but, you know, didn't look so great against Dallas in week eight, kind of a rough rough patch for him. I think he falls out of favor. This is a game we want to play. So Cook may make my main line. That may be one of my, like, flag plant pivot plays because I don't think he's going to be chalk. Now, also Aaron Jones should be mentioned because he's probably going to have insane opportunity right he's probably going to get a ton of carries in this game they're going to try to lean on him in this one and it just how efficient he is will tell the story um i think he i mean he's he's good so i think he they're, they're, this is a really stacked range so you got jones there you got zeke too who's yep. going to be more popular on other sites um not going to be pop that popular on yahoo so there you already mentioned uh did we no one mentioned nick chubb 31 overpriced um, you know, but, uh, it wouldn't shock me if he, you know, uh, this is a strong range, Chubb, Eckler, Cook, Jones, Zeke right there. Very strong range. I actually had Zeke right after Eckler is one of my main preferred plays. I think just given how run heavy Dallas might be in this game, how run heavy they've been with the lead so far this year that, you know, Zeke's a fantastic play. I would probably prefer him, I think over the other guys, but yeah, I agree with you that Dalvin won't be popular. Aaron Jones, I don't. I think people will play those middle middle running backs, and as a result, we'll see uh, less popularity on those top guys. And in, in Jones, uh, Kamara after last week's game and Ingram getting work, I don't think anyone's going to want to play Kamara either. So um, I think all those guys are a perfect tournament pivots and a different type of lineup construction than what the field's going to do. Yeah, and I think Kamara gets a boost now. That's I mean, we saw how much Taysom when starting quarterback just crushed Kamara last, last season. So I think at least with Simeon, um, there's more upside at least for him to be utilized in the passing game. Now Taysom is still there, depending on if he's not starting because of the concussions and whatnot, and he's not going to be a factor this week or not. I don't know. We'll have to, or, you know, maybe they're just not starting him at running back and they're going to use him to be the vulture that we all hate. Um, so I think we're going to want to listen to Schefter and whatnot on what, what the scene is there. But, um, if, uh, if Taysom is like, isn't, isn't a go in this game at all, I think, you know, shoot up Kamara for sure. Probably the number one play running back on the week. Um, all right. Who else are we missing here? Uh, I think we nailed all of it. I'm just checking my list here. I did have Chase Edmonds, but if, if Kyler's not going to start, I'm not sure I can play that. Yeah, I don't know. But there's also like – there's also like no – if Hopkins doesn't play either and, you know, he is utilized in the run game, it would be – it would make sense to be like check down, check down, check down. Um, Edmonds could eat in that scenario. And he's cheap, right? Yeah. Um, so I can get on board. You know, he has been battling injury a little bit. But uh, another cheap guy, Boston Scott. Um right. A guy that we know who can get it done in the past, and he, you know, 12, 12 attempts, rushing attempts for 60 yards last week against the, the Lions, uh, only one target. But this, you know, we the the Chargers do just, you know, dare teams to just run, 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 run on us, and they try to take away the, any kind of deep passing whatsoever. So I think he could be okay. Uh, I don't feel great about it, but um, it's worth a mention at least. I agree. All right, let's move it on over to uh, tight end. Um, this 
I mean, I feel good about one, and I always feel good about him, but uh, it hasn't quite worked out so well this year. Um, I'm not. I'm gonna skip the value range. I don't. Need, there is no like real. There's two two values I think that we can touch on. Um, you were talking about one, um, Albert O, because we both can't pronounce the name. Um, uh, but you know he's Fant's backup. If Fant is out, uh, the the guy that you know is supposed to have a good athletic profile and have um, you know rushing uh, good receiving prowess. So. Um, I think he could be in play. I think it's risky on, on Yahoo. I think he's good for like the baller for sure. Um, but main lineup, I'll probably avoid it. And I think the other guys just from a volume standpoint, it would be Dan Arnold who got 13 targets last week. Yep. Or no, no, sorry. He's $13, got 10 targets last week. My mistake. Um, Jumble in here. Um, but, uh, and then there's the, the top end. So Darren Waller is my guy. Um, Hopefully he's uh, healthy off the bye, which is what it, all indications are looking like at this point. Giants D is banged up. Uh, they probably put Bradbury on uh, Brian Edwards now, I would think. So I think there's going to be a, a lot of eating between Waller. It depends. I, I Man, I like this game all from every angle. I like Jacobs. Uh, I like Waller and I like Renfro, so I'm probably going to have to make some some decisions. But Waller seems like an automatic play, um, at least for the main lineup. And then there's Mark Andrews, there's Dallas Goddard, there's Kyle Pitts, there's Mike Jacecki, and George Kittle is back, but I can't imagine him doing much. But uh, I just throw I just wrote him down. I mean, we it seems like we you, you're going to want a good tight end this week. Yeah, we actually get all the guys back on the slate with Andrews, Kelsey, Waller. Pitts. Um, so yeah, Pitts obviously has the downside of, of getting the, the defensive uh, attention um, with, without Calvin Ridley. So for the main line, you're probably not playing him. Waller, I agree. Kelsey, we're unsure about just given his recent production. Are we going to pay that price? Andrews, we love the game environment. So I like obviously pairing him with Lamar Jackson. I, I'm I'm really big on Albert O this week. Like you said, I don't think you need to play him in your main lineup, but for tournaments, I think he's one of the best plays. Uh, Devontae Parker, downgraded to doubtful which means we see way more Mike Gesicki wide receiver uh, routes. We see way more Mike Gesicki uh, usage. Perfect. We love this game already. So I think he's one of the best tight end plays around. Uh, and then the other two guys I like are priced in that middle range. Goddard, uh, if if we expect um, the the offense to flow through the tight end against the Chargers defense, then we got to like Dallas Goddard. And then Tyler Conklin in that game, uh, Baltimore allows a decent amount of points to tight ends. Conklin can get it done and he's cheap-ish. So I I think if you're not playing those those studs, I actually think this is one of the deepest weeks we've had at, at tight end um, with options, especially the top end, especially in the middle. And if you really want to go down to the low end, I think you can play a couple guys. So I'm actually excited to play some tight ends this week. Yeah, it's weird. So it's funny, like Kelsey's going to be lower owned because he just hasn't produced yet. And, you know, he's been higher priced and we've been, you know, he's been much higher owned than what he will be this week. Um, but like you said, I, I like I said at first, you're going to want, to pay up i think you know maybe albert i'm gonna write i'm gonna make sure i play more albert o. i'm gonna trust you because you're a preseason crusher i don't even i don't even <laughs> i don't watch any preseason football um so i'll defer to you on that and uh i'll hold you responsible if uh he crashes and burns which Just is send, me the, send me the send me the invoice the okay. invoice yeah it'll <laughs> stack of them by the end of the season <laughs> um uh, but so like Derek Waller is my favorite. Uh, Goddard is my second favorite. Um, Goddard is just trending upward, right? Like Ertz is gone. So he's now season high targets and yards over the last two weeks um, or last two games. And uh, it, the matchup is great. Like the Chargers have been getting decimated by uh, by tight ends. They're 29th in DVP versus the tight end position. It just makes a lot of sense. Um, it's a game we want to target. Uh He's 20 bucks. I, I feel pretty comfortable with him. If I had to pick, I, like I said, I would take Waller first, but I'm fine with uh, $20 Goddard. I think Mark Andrews is in play. It's a tough matchup from a matchup standpoint. Um, they Eric Hendricks is a, a coverage linebacker who is very good at, at covering opposing tight ends. I don't know how much that matters, but um, at least it's something. They haven't given up much production in general, but they haven't really faced many. I think like Dalton Schultz has been the best uh, tight end that they've even faced. So um, Andrews in play, Jacecki definitely, especially with uh, Parker out. Uh, 
seems like uh, Waddle and Jacek are the clear passing game options. Um, and, and that's it. Uh, I would probably like a little Dawson Knox, but he's not playing. So he's out. Um, yeah, play, I, you I can play Tommy Sweeney instead if you want. Yeah, I, I love it. That, see, that, that name gravitates around because it's, I feel like there's like 10 Tommy Sweeney. I live in Boston. There's like 10 Tommy Sweeney's down. It just sounds like a Boston <laughs> name, right? Like, Tommy! Hey, Tommy! Yeah. Oh, that's Sweeney. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I, maybe I'll play a, a small, a sprinkle of Tommy Sweeney. All right. So, so now uh, the invoices that you can expect to be getting are going to be Albert O and Tommy Sweeney. Uh, the, I, I didn't put the stamp of approval on Tommy Sweeney. For the okay. okay. <laughs> trying to be the salesman and leaving, you know, just leaving it right in front of you and right. <laughs> oh, let man. you sign for it. All right, I think that's it. I think we we wrapped it up uh, short and sweet this this week, but I think we covered all the plays. Uh, anything? Oh, we should probably at least give our couple of our favorite stacks, right? Yeah. So if we're going with gross stacks, I think I have to go with the Miami side: Tua, Gasicki, Waddle, running back with Cooks. Uh, for the best stack, I think I think I'll go with Kirk Cousins in that side of the game for tournaments. For tournaments only. Kirk Cousins on that side of the game with with Je- Jefferson Thielen and running back with your favorite your favorite uh, uh, Raven. I'm leaving I'm leaving this show with a with more love for uh, the Vikings side. Um, it's but I do like Cook, so it's gonna I'm gonna have some I'm gonna have a bunch of exposure either way to that uh, with Cook or with the passing game. Um, let's see. I mean the. Obviously, I, I just think this is a blow-up spot. So my chalk stacks and probably going to be my main lineup stack. We'll see. It's going to be Josh Allen to Diggs. I just think they're just going to run it up and yep. get him his uh, production. But, uh, man, if I want to go a little bit off the board here, uh, I don't – I mean, I'm going to go back to Joe Burrow. Okay. And just uh, – just it's just the – the, the increase in the passing attempts. So he's now, you know, 38 passing attempts two weeks ago against Baltimore, 34 last week versus the Jets. Uh, this game, uh, I just feel like it's going to be sneak, sneakily shootout. And uh, I like the Jarvis Landry price, bringing it back. So I think we can go Jamar Chase or Higgins. Jamar Chase is obviously going to be a much more expensive route. Um, Higgins, it might be Higgins' time this week. It might be Boyd's time, but like, it's so affordable, right? Like if you don't use Chase, but um, right. Chase is the, the the upside guy for sure. But he's probably going to be – you're probably going to get him like sub-5% ownership because of his price. So Love that. That's what I'll do. All right, so that's a wrap. Any uh, final wor- final uh, words for the people? Just keep monitoring, right? We always get random Friday reports, right? So we're recording this early Friday afternoon. Anything and always can change. So uh, keep monitoring. Uh, but – Let's uh, send some screenshots to us if you guys win with one of these gross stacks. I'm curious to see uh, who, who can win out there with them. Somebody take down the freaking baller. And, Please. Uh, and then just tag us, even if we helped you or not. Just uh, <laughs> just tag us anyways. <laughs> tag us anyway. Pretend. Um, all right. Uh, that's a wrap for, for week nine. This has been the RGDFS Tournament Takes Podcast, and we'll catch you again next week. Thanks.